I'm Greg Crow, and you're listening to episode 23 of Audio Off the Shelf, the podcast where I play a handful of tracks from my physical collection. Everything I play on this show comes off the vinyl shelves in my living room, off the CD shelves in my basement, or out of that box of cassettes I keep on the shelf in the storage room. Today's show is entitled The Formative Years, Volume 2, and is a follow-up to episode 8 that was released on March 8th. Here is the opening clip from that episode. The relationships we create with music in our adolescence are incredibly important. These formative years for music cement ideas and memories into our consciousness and into our identities, and they stay with us for a lifetime. There's about an eight-year span for me between the ages of 15 to about 23, where a whole new world was created for me, initiated by the music that was shared and discovered in my day-to-day dealings. I'm still amazed by the detailed memories that surface when I hear a particular familiar song from that time period between 1990 and 1998. That personal soundtrack was a major contributor in the development of me, of my identity. I can often recall specifics about the environment I was in, the time of day, who I was with, my mood in that moment when I first heard that song. Uh, what I was doing when the song came on. Sometimes I can even recall what I was wearing. Sometimes that torrent of memories is a great ride, and other times it can start making me feel a little overly sentimental or remind me of how out of touch I've become with those I consider to be great friends. Not completely unlike Malcolm McDowell's character in A Clockwork Orange and his relationship with Beethoven's Ninth, we too become conditioned to music. And the most potent time for that to happen is during our adolescence, the formative years for music. If you were born in the mid-70s like me, this may be a trip that resonates with you. If not, it might give you a glimpse into what the Gen Xers considered a simpler time. First they said they rocked too rough, and then they said they were too smooth like mayonnaise. The first track today comes from a band that really captured my imagination when I first heard them. They were rock, funk, soul, jazz, hip-hop, punk, metal. They were Urban Dance Squad from the Netherlands. And every track on their album, Mental Floss for the Globe, was different from the next. The first time I heard the second track on this album, I was captivated. A little acoustic guitar riff, then the bass comes in quasi-chromatically, and then the sitar, of course. And then the smooth delivery of rhymes from lead vocalist Rude Boy Remington. When the chorus kicks in, you get that blues-flavored slide guitar and that weird keyboard lick that sounds like it's in D major over the C major chord, kind of an out-of-the-blue Lydian sound to punctuate the chorus. And every time that weird keyboard lick is played, a different patch is used. It's so strange and beautiful at the same time. And what's with the ambient bird chirping samples in the interlude? Think you're a master with your ghetto blaster? Absolutely. This is no kid. Hansel Pusha thinks we rock too rough, so play this like Ellis in Wonderland, mellow. Yeah, you're inside still? Walk in, come on. Yeah, like this. Magic, are you inside? Oh, yeah. DNA's inside too. Time for me to step inside. Music how to use it, call the song. Rapping to the sing, call is wrong. Remington raps on coming on strong. Critic let the face roll on. Face 
the music down you can Brain was so much as a public man But no Tell him again, sir Your pet radio sets are scared. Pop music, give crap jams. Rhonded, narrow minded, you know. Rap is big with a crowd, nothing behind it. They just dance, they don't like it, don't knock it. Don't be misled by my side when I rock it. Man talking so slick, look like a kind of music gifts is the pip while I rap is only flip the lip. Both sides of the globe call the music hip. Knocking on doors of pop to make this. Big man fake it with crap boy tartars. Disc attacks, answer ain't rap they ask for. A quick jam ain't one of these a few classes. Think you're a master, would you get a blaster? Pipe dream about go big man go faster. But your hyper type of music holds you in a grip. When you play this, critics give it a miss. This the serpent say why would this? This rock like a kid, gotta do it right, so Tell him once again, I'm no Yeah, so For the hardheads Absurd. People go with the crowd like a herd Bits the music, the whole words Copy the style without own efforts They are the herds, I am the merch Man, I have been fresh jams first hand Said it was nothing, a word of damn Too hard, too noisy, my shoulder pop a tan Media man, clap the hands Wanna guess how we made a good hook Dia guitar bass, my drummer's foot Crumb up, son, you never get the drugs This is no That was Urban Dance Squad's No Kid from their debut album, Mental Floss for the Globe. I loved that record so much and was understandably excited for their sophomore effort in Life and Perspectives, a genuine crossover, released in 1991. It was a huge disappointment for me. Maybe I just didn't give it enough of a chance. Maybe I should go back and revisit that one. From 1993 to 2015, I played in a number of different ska bands, and ironically, Life and Perspectives was the first album I bought that had a ska tune on it. I just didn't care for the record. My love for jazz music can be traced back to the winter of 1992, when a friend of mine exposed me to Harry Connick Jr.'s big band album, Blue Light, Red Light. Although my friend was initially lightly mocked for being into such a record, 
I think it grew on a lot of us, and before too long, many of us owned a copy. The album hosts a roster of absolutely killer musicians, playing in a Count Basie style. It would still be a few years before I discovered the Basie band and the majesty that is held in that tradition, but this album was a great placeholder until that time arrived. The track I want to share with you is called He Is, They Are, and I chose it because I love how hard it swings. The band plays an authentic nod to the bassy tradition with their careful execution of playing behind the beat. The solos are incredibly captivating in both their rhythmic construction and their melodic contour. At this time in my life, I was working a graveyard shift that ran from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. I did that on the weekends. It was a low-paying, sweeping-up job. I was dusting after somebody else, seeing that there was clean on the windows, convincing the snow to melt. That winter blue light, red light would get a play every shift, and by the time spring came, I think I had all of the solos memorized. He Is, They Are is based on a sculpture by Glenda Goodacre, Connick's mother-in-law. If you would like to see a photo of Goodacre with her sculpture, I've put a link to it in the show notes. I found some notes online regarding the sculpture. Her work is social commentary in which she expresses how we banished the Native Americans from their lands and tied their hands at the same time. The artist dreamt that she asked this Native American figure what his name was, and he replied, he is, they are.
and I could not believe were true. He is older, they are loving. He is pardoned, they are grown. He is needing, they are giving. He is glad. I remember buying Bad Religion's Suffer when I was on a high school band trip. I bought it in tandem with no effects liberal animation. The former cassette, I wore out. The latter cassette, I threw out. Hey, everybody's looking but they never can see. Hey, all the interruption and the dishonesty. Think about the kind of places you never know when you're a man torn out. You're alone, so I give you me. I give you nothing. I give you me. I give you nothing. So you got a place that you call your own, but you gotta have it if you're in the zone. Look around and have some fun if you are alive. You're a sidewalk side of thinking bionic time, so I give you me. I give. That was I Give You Nothing by Bad Religion from their 1988 release, Suffer. In my formative years, I learned a handful of chords on the guitar and set out with a few friends to put together my very first band, Chop Logic. I played on this little homemade electric guitar. Adam, our drummer, didn't have a drum kit to use outside of what was in our high school band room, so he had a kit donated to him. It was one step above what you might find at the city landfill. He hated it, and I loved it. 
It meant that our intentions to make our own music were actually coming to fruition. Thank goodness our bass player Brian had his shit together. In time, we found a singer, and I gleefully relinquished lead singing duties. Our time together was very short-lived, but we recorded every second practice we had. I'm very thankful for that documentation. If you're curious and would like to hear some chop logic, join me in a couple weeks for episode 25, where I delve into some obscure Winnipeg music. I'm looking forward to that one. Chop Logic wrote a handful of terrible songs and covered the likes of Minor Threat, Fugazi, Slapshot, and we also did this tune by Sick of It All. That was What's Going On by Sick of It All from their 1992 release, Just Look Around. Remember that I always welcome feedback, questions, and comments, so if you would like to write to me, please do so at audioofftheshelf at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow or tag the podcast on Twitter at AOTS204 or follow me on Instagram at audioofftheshelf. In between my love of hip-hop and my love of punk, there was the unlikely bridge of synth-pop in my love for groups like Erasure and Depeche Mode. Violator, released in 1990, is an incredible effort by England's Depeche Mode. In my opinion, almost every song on this record is worthy of praise, with the exception of the lead single from the record, Personal Jesus, which I find overly repetitive and trite, thriving on a riff, and lacking any sort of melodic depth or interest. Not sure why they chose that one to be their lead single. 
The rest of the tracks, however, are a time machine for me, bringing me back to simpler times and the start of my high school days. I know I'm not alone in this feeling. Here is Sweetest Perfection from Depeche Mode's Violator. The sweetest perfection to call my own The slightest correction couldn't find me home The sweetest infection of body and mind Sweetest injection of any kind I stop and I stare too much Afraid that I care too much And I hardly dare to touch For fear that the spell may be broken When I need a drug in me And it brings out the thug in me Feel something tugging me
If Depeche Mode represents the start of my high school days, Porno for Pyro certainly represents the end. Released just a few weeks before my 18th birthday, their self-titled album was a much-anticipated recording for me. Being a huge Jane's Addiction fan through the early 90s, the news of their breakup was certainly lessened by the announcement that one half of that band would go on to start a new project. And not unlike the first tune I played on the show today, Mayha has these quirky little melodic chunks that fly in on harmonica and muted trumpet that appear to have little to do with the sonority of the moment. This is Mayha by Porno for Pyros. Audio Off the Shelf was recorded and produced on Treaty One land, home of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji Cree, Dakota and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. 
The audio off-the-shelf logo was created by Benjamin Crow, based on the original iconic artwork by Donna Parsons. Thank you for listening. Let's go to the bathroom. I'll show you my hair. <laughs>